0: Welcome to The Inner Room, a study where we review highlights on daily scriptures and focus on the instructions and examples they provide to learn mastery of our emotions, to guide us in our spiritual journey, to learn to pray, worship, and listen to God's will for our lives. O come, O come Emmanuel. Here is Advent. We begin a new year, so it is proper to say Happy New Year. We are entering into the season with a reading from the book of Isaiah, who is the great prophet of the Old Testament that talks about Advent. In chapter 63, he gives us a number of images that can show us why we need to sing, O come, O come, Emmanuel. We have an image of wandering off God's path. We wonder, why do you let us, Father? And He lets us because He loves us, He gives us free will, He gives us freedom, and that is what makes us need a Savior, that we are lost in the woods, that we have lost our way, that we have lost the sense of direction, the sense of mission, the sense of connection to God and to others. And so we sing, O come, O come, Emmanuel, to our sense of loss. And then he tells us as well, Isaiah in chapter 63, Why, Father, do you let us harden our hearts so we do not fear you? That place inside of our being from which love comes gets hardened by hardship, by routines, by exhaustion, by confusion, by pain inflicted by others or by ourselves. And we begin to shield our hearts, we begin to harden them. And when that happens and our senses are dulled, we no longer can emote. We can no longer relate to others. We can no longer be kind to ourselves, let alone be kind to others. So we ask, O come, O come Emmanuel, please soften our hearts that we may feel, that we may feel love, that we may feel alive, that we may not shield our hearts from the love of others, knowing that in our human condition we're going to be hurt. And we read then in Isaiah 63, Behold, you are angry, we are sinful. And as we've talked about in other episodes, we don't like to think about God's anger, but we can think about it in human terms. We cannot create it in kind of an uh, anthropological way that we create from our own human perspective. What God wants is for us to follow in the righteousness of his paths, and when we stray from them, when we harden our hearts, then our sin keeps us away from that, and God's anger, interpreted as we see it in the Bible, is one in which God is longing for us to return to that path, and is the sense of a child when they know they've done something, they've broken uh, a lamp, they have taken something, a cookie, something they shouldn't, and they walk around knowing that their mom is going to be angry at them. That is the sense of anger that Isaiah is showing us here. The sense that we have in our hearts that we have led ourselves astray. And we feel that God's that God's anger filled with love and mercy is that desire of justice, of a return. And so for that, we also sing, O come, O come Emmanuel. And then We see a series of images, good deeds that are polluted and leaves that are withered and nothing that we actually have can stand in the altar of heaven. So because we cannot produce anything that would be of the mightiness that would actually contribute in any way to God, we need a savior. We need a savior to sanctify, to let the graces flow to reunite us with who God made us be, so that we are not withered leaves that are blown away, but with our sharp faculties engaged in our mission. With humility, we say, "Father, we are the clay of our of of your hands. Mould our hearts." O come, O come, Emmanuel. Then is that sense of return to the Father, the recognition that alone we cannot do it, that we have strayed, that our hard, hardened hearts need to be softened by our Father. Let us go into the psalm for today to see what it says about this Advent spiritual return, this sense of vigilance uh, for our own hearts to ponder how we have hardened them and why and begin to soften them this Advent season. Our priest every year reminds us that the four weeks of Advent have four main themes. The first week is all about watching. In today's readings, we can find a sense of vigilance. Watch, turn your hearts, pay attention. Second week is about prepare. Prepare the way, prepare your hearts, prepare yourselves, prepare the house. The third one is rejoice. It's a sense in this penitential time to pause and know that something is coming that is beautiful, that is wondrous, that we are about to see a great light. And the fourth one is behold. Behold the child. The child has arrived. The child is here. God dwells amongst us. So the weeks are watch, prepare, rejoice, rejoice. And behold, watch, prepare, rejoice, and behold, allow us to think about the themes and look at the week ahead and look for ways to become watchful, which is this week. And today's psalm, which is Psalm 80, is one way to ponder on this theme and to pray. Lord, make us turn to you, let us see your face, and we shall be saved. Do we need to be saved, because if we feel like everything is under our control, if we feel like everything is is sort of running its course and everything is going well, how do we understand this sense that we want to be saved? This idea that we need to turn our eyes to God. Sometimes a disaster has to happen, a, a huge loss has to happen in in our lives in order for us to turn our eyes upward and say, Lord. Where are you in my life? Because when things are going a particular way, sometimes we can have a sense that this idea of being saved is really maybe not for us. And that is one of the things to ponder. Watching our own heart. Is our heart turned up towards God? Is it turned on to the wavelengths of God's speech, of God's word, as it is emitted in the airs of our spirit for us to hear Once again, O Lord of hosts, says the psalm, look down from heaven and see, take care of this vine and protect what your right hand has planted. Do we ask the Lord to bless our endeavors, our jobs, our marriages, our homes? Let us start the day that way. Let us end the day that way, giving thanks and asking God to help us. Let us take a look at the reading today from Paul from 1st Corinthians and see how it invites us to a continued sense of watching as Advent begins the reading from Paul in 1st Corinthians in the first chapter reminds us that God's grace is bestowed on us in Jesus and that this enriching grace that creates in us anything that is good that is the seed that flowers inside of us, anything we may say with our words, all the knowledge we may have, all of it has been given to us as a spiritual gift. And all of it is from heaven. None of us can do anything on our own that has any lasting value. But when we are connected to the grace of God, then we can have the spiritual gifts that flower. And for that, let us ask for them. Some of the saints that have lived lives of beauty and connection with god in very intimate ways say that god has so many gifts that are ready to be given but we don't ask for them so what is the gift that you want to ask from god for this advent season because god's grace is flowing god's god's grace is available let us ask he says knock and it shall be given to you sometimes we knock and we knock and we knock and we knock and it seems like it's not given but it is in the knocking that our heart is changed, that our attitude is softened, that our mind is opened, that our gratefulness is encouraged. I know that there has been a couple of very, very dear, important things, one of which I prayed for for 25 years, 25 years, and God ended up granting it to me in a way that I didn't expect, but that showed me he did not forget that he had his own time, that in his own time it would happen as he intended it but it was clear that he did it and one day i'll tell this story but today let us go into the gospel where jesus directly tells us to be watchful it's mark 13 and jesus says be watchful be alert you do not know when the time will come so again this sense of god's timing god enters the world says chesterton behind enemy lines in the form of a child in a very humble abode and he enters to fight the fight against evil. He is with us. He is with us in the midst of any evil that you're experiencing in your life, any loss that you're experiencing in your life, any difficulty that you're experiencing in your life and he is there and he is there with us, walking with us. So in this expectant sense of watchfulness, watch therefore says jesus you do not know when the lord of the house is coming you do not know when he's coming he appears in bethlehem in in, in a humble place with mary and joseph and he is there in the midst of your house in the midst of your job in the midst of your marriage in the midst of your family waiting for you to acknowledge his presence that he's dwelling amongst us